0: Hello everyone this is Harsh Tucker, organizer of TEDx Golden Bridge and here I welcome you all to podcasted an initiative by TEDx Golden Bridge this initiative is a TEDx Golden Bridge podcast where you listen to people who are strong enough to take a step back to leap ahead and jump for a change So the guest for our first episode of Podcasted is Yesha Sheth. She is a rehabilitation and counseling psychologist. She has been providing therapy to people with emotional and behavioral problems. With the time going on this year, people have realized how you need a strong, fulfilling connection with yourself in the times when you are supposed to disconnect from the world. So thank you so much, ma'am, for joining with us today. And Our question for this episode is, what does it mean to cultivate a relationship with oneself?
1: Thank you for that question. Before we talk about what it means, I would like to talk about why we are talking about cultivating a relationship with ourselves. In the past three decades, we have undergone tremendous change in how we interact with others and the external world. The access to internet and social media has made us readily available for everyone and less accessible for for our own selves and our true feelings. It has only given new meaning to other things that exist outside of us. People, things, animals, nature, the concept of romance, love, success, life, failure and self-care. We understand all these concepts based on others' opinion of it. Very often, it happens that every time one is confused, in doubt, unsure, unaware, we turn to the internet for answers. These answers most of the time are an opinion or perspective of others. I will share my own example here. Few years ago, it's funny, when I wanted to tell my parents about my boyfriend, now my husband, I googled how to tell your parents about your boyfriend. That is funny, right? But we search even these simple things which we believe to be complex. Not just that, few months ago, while I was browsing the internet, I stumbled upon a page that talked about the most frequent questions asked. And one such question was how to stay happy. Isn't that amusing? So what I understand is that with constant engagement with the external world, we are left with very little time, space and energy to engage with our inner world. We don't take enough care and effort necessary to understand our feelings, needs and experiences. When we don't take time to look within and cultivate that loving relationship with ourselves, there are many side effects. These are not very easy to recognize as they are not very direct in relation to something that you did or something that you did not do. But you will always see that the way you are with yourself is a reflection of what you are with other people and other things. Your relationship with yourself is a foundation of your relationship with the world out there. For instance, if you're kind to yourself, then failures won't be that devastating. And if you're patient with yourself, then you will allow yourself to make mistakes, be happy one moment and be bored the other. Cultivating a relationship with yourself just means to intentionally shift your attention towards your needs, feelings and more importantly, be willing to do whatever it takes to nourish them. This can be pretty discomforting. I can say that because I have experienced it myself. There was this phase in my life when my inner critique was so loud, loud enough to hold me back from living and experiencing some uncomfortable, yet definitely the most rewarding opportunities and experiences. When two people very close to me, my mother and my best friend Vishakha, pointed out this habit of mine, I denied it. My reaction, my denial was an outcome of me not wanting to embrace change and discomfort. However, I took up my mother's advice of stepping outside my comfort zone and not leaving the uncomfortable situation or uncomfortable thing. After a few such experiences, I had this aha moment very randomly where I understood that discomfort is the price I will have to pay for growing emotionally and socially. This practice helped me connect with my inner world where I started taking ownership and responsibility of my feelings, pleasant as well as unpleasant feelings. We all catch ourselves every now and then escaping discomfort by either distracting ourselves or blaming self or others or just negative self-talk like I can't do it. This is not for me. Or sometimes even labeling ourselves as bad or undeserving. Every time we catch ourselves do any of this, we need to remind ourselves that we are quitting on ourselves and it's time to look within, to connect, reconnect and just take responsibility of our feelings as a result of an uncomfortable situation and stay committed to our needs. We have so much power when we take responsibility for our own feelings and needs. This definitely isn't easy. There is no one recipe to build a healthy relationship with yourself or taking responsibility of your feelings. But there are a few conscious efforts and habits that can help one get there. For sure. Say one would have to be comfortable with change and willing to put themselves through discomfort. You may ask me, but what about the fears and unknown spaces? So here's the thing. When I was a teenager, I was obsessed with the show called One Tree Hill. My favorite character talks about fear and I quote him. He says, there is no shame in being afraid. Hell, we are all afraid. What you got to do is figure out what you are afraid of because when you put a face on it, you can beat it. Better yet, you can use it. And I just love that. We just have to recognize our fears and discomforts. Slowly swim into them and then use them to get wherever we want to. However, the key to holding a safe space for yourself here is to be patient. My husband says that my generation is extremely impatient because we want everything to get fixed in a short span of time. By the way, he's only a generation ahead. But I agree with him and what he says. Not just that, we don't allow ourselves to fail or make mistakes. And all this leads to a negative cycle of self-blame which definitely is not a recipe for healthy relationship with oneself. So, it is important that we be kind, caring, supportive, curious and patient with ourselves. We have to hold a safe and inviting space for our own selves to be who we are and acknowledge all parts of us, the good, the bad and the ugly. None of these efforts will be worth unless we learn to prioritise our basic self-care. Imagine you have a very important week at work where you are to socialise, learn about new information, reason with some of the most influential people, unleash your creative side or make important decisions, all this while you are sleep deprived, not well fed, unrested, inactive months before that or just poorly fit that important work week would be a nightmare in that case. It would be hard to maintain a healthy behaviour or even go through that week. Our basic necessity of sleep, nutrition, activity, rest and recreation works as a foundation of our relationship with ourselves. It will build trust with ourselves. It reassures our mind, body and soul that you are there for you at all times and you are committed to yourself. Imagine what kind of wonder that can do, that kind of trust in yourself. What helped me apart from all this was having a plan for hard days. So, I will encourage all the listeners to have a plan for their hard days. And the first step to such a plan would be to expect hard difficult days. Once we expect such a thing, we no more reject it and we tend to find ways to get through them. Second step would be to reflect on our feelings and understand them. And an extremely important step during difficult times is to let others help you. Lot of us have a habit of rejecting help on our hard days. Recognize that. Be uncomfortable. Call that help and gain perspective. Calling a friend or that help that you trust will act as a speed bump for negative thoughts on a hard day. So do that. It's not wrong to let others help you. You won't be asking for too much. Having said this, I would like to also remind you all to surround yourself or be in company of those who have a good relationship with their own selves because they are the ones who can support you in your effort to grow and build a relationship with yourself. If I ask you, who is that one person who has been with you all your life since childhood? The answer is obvious, it's you, your own self. So why not start working and cultivating a healthy relationship with yourself first and then with others and the external world. Your happiness lies in your relationship with yourself. Remember, happiness is not a destination, it is a mood, it is not permanent. It comes and goes and if we thought that way, then maybe. Just maybe we would find happiness more often. Thank you.